2: Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Justice League of America number 48. Cover date November-December 1966. Cover price 25 cents. Cover artists Mike Sikowski and Murphy Anderson. Edited by Julius Schwartz. Featuring Challenge of the Weapons Master. Written by Gardner Fox. Art by Mike Sikowski, Bernard Sachs, and Joe Giella, And The Slave Ship of Space. Written by Gardner Fox. Art by Mike Sikowski and Bernard Sachs. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Criminal. Kotar of the year 11,960 AD has collected an arsenal of four superweapons, one of which, a partly legible page of the JLA casebook informs him, will enable him to defeat the Justice League. Since the police of his era have counterweapons to three of his devices, but he doesn't know which ones, he journeys back in time to battle the superheroes to learn which weapon is the unbeatable one. Meanwhile, Kanjaro, dictator of the planet Dehor of the star-sun Antares, parallelizes Everyone on Earth with the vibrations of his Gamma Gong. To free them, the Justice League must aid Kanjar in overcoming his three rival planetary rulers. Concerned? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything.
1: It's an 80 page giant. It's, giant. it's a comic that 80 pages. Page an 80 page giant.
3: Am I on? Am I on?
2: You're on. You're red hot. <laughs> Frickative, Coming
3: in live. Fricative, aspirant, aspirant. Rubber baby buggy bunkers. Rubber baby bu- Hot buggy, bike. Hot uh, bike uh, rubber baby buggy bugger. Oh wait, we're on. We're are you just Sorry. started already? Yes. Oh, okay. And I haven't even finished my new song yet. Oh no. You
2: have to read your book in stages when you've got a comic with 80 pages. pages. It's in progress. Oh, that's isn't that the truth? My yeah. goodness. Um, hi. Hello. It's Sunday, and Hmm. it's my first Sunday of my summer break.
3: You must be so happy.
2: I'm elated. Of course. Can't you see it on my face?
3: You spent the morning doing what?
2: Well, I was playing Tears of the Kingdom. I had to get that uh, electric dungeon.
0: Okay, no judgment, no judgment. Good for you.
2: you? Okay. Ah, I went to church, of course. Yes, well, you're doing the Lord's work. Yes. And, uh, of course, I read this 80-page giant comic. Yes. Featuring the Justice League of America. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll have some uh, scientific questions coming up later, but Mm -hmm. we can get to that in good time. What else is new with you?
3: Well, I just returned from my tour of France and Spain.
2: (gasps) That reminds me. Yes. Listener, uh,
3: work demands
2: have caused us to schedule another two-week break, and it's not even anything we're going to have fun doing. We just have to leave town and be apart. A be a so apart for, yeah. Unless we figure out some kind of remote recording situation.
3: No, w- between the two of us, it'll be two weeks that we're away. Because you, you leave first, then I leave, and then you come back, and I'll come back after you. It's so. a
2: crazy mixed Mash, mix me up.
3: But in fairness, there there is no more uh, traveling for the summer after that. That's true. Yes. Maybe I could find something special to fill in the gaps.
2: Yeah. You know how I don't like to leave people wanting more. Yes, but we'll be time zones away from each other, won't we? Well, you know, we can work around that. Of course. I'll I'll throw some ideas your way. Okay. Justice League of America number forty-eight. It's an eighty-page giant. It's got three stories, two of which we will talk about today.
3: Might I ask you a question? Yes, please. How do they compile these? Are these uh, when, they, when you know when they have these different chapters? Are these multiple issues that are pulled together from previous years into stories?
2: No, this would have been three separate issues, and the stories often are divided into
3: chapters. We've seen that in other comics. Okay. Yes. So these yes, are even the stories themselves are quite long.
2: They are. They're about well, eighty divided by three is.
3: Carry the one and... 27, 27, so yes. I, well, well, you know, that's not fair because there are so many ads in these, so it's, it's hard to I think again. the 80 pages do include ads. Yeah, okay. If we're
2: being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, uh, our first story, Challenge of the Weapons Master, comes mm-hmm. from The Brave and the Bold, number 29, which was only the second appearance ever of the Justice League of America as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, having premiered in Brave and the Bold, number 28. Mm -hmm. And then The uh, Slave Ship of Space, Mm -hmm. our second story today, was from Justice League of America, their own titled comic, number three, from
3: 1961. So we're jumping
2: back in time a little bit amidst all the other time travel we have to talk about today. They
3: put the 80-page giants together from previous years' publications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Best of, you know. Right, sure, sure. Like, um... Like a retrospective episode when facts of life, um, when they're all sitting around, and they're having coffee in Missus Garrett's shop, and they're um, talking about like there's something about to happen, like Missus mm-hmm. Garrett has died or yeah, got or married something. Or, Blair's about to get married, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they do a retrospective. Right. Is that what this is like?
2: Well, the difference is there's no because f- it helps me to think of that. Right, like, right, right. There's okay. no framing sequence here. Oh, just jumping right into
3: the past. Okay, but stories. it's something I can think about. Yeah, that that's re- good. Respect. Whatever gets you through the day. Like, uh, give me a break, you know, where, yeah, where it's yeah. a filler episode. Uh-uh. The actual script itself is about 10 pages long and it's all flashbacks.
2: Yeah, sure. Famously okay.
3: the Christmas
2: episode of Little House on the Prairie when they get snowed in and have to tell stories about Christmas
3: past. Oh, okay, okay. Or or like, um, well, I don't know how to tie this in. I just had a just the most bizarre thing happen this yeah. week. what? I learned that... Uh, Mork, and uh, Mork from Mork and Mindy, Robin yeah. Williams, played Mork on Happy Days. Yeah, that's and where he lo- first appeared. I I know, and that was a fluke. He wasn't written for him. He just auditioned for the role and mm-hmm. he got it. And then he had his own show. But I had no idea. Was this the last season of Happy Days when they when they did when we coined the phrase "jumping the shark"? When no, Fons- it was early. Are you sure? Yeah because i i, I think even, saw clips of it and on you know you know on the youtubes yeah. and i thought this is horrible this is absolutely horrible
2: cuz i think it was still when uh, ron howard was still on yes he was i think even laverne and shirley appeared
3: yes they episode. did they'd met mork right
2: yeah so that would have uh, been around the time that still laverne and shirley at least were in early seasons
3: what were they thinking
1: well they
2: were you know aliens were hot 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 in the 70s my god Sure, I remember that episode. I very mean, well.
3: I'm sure as a child, I thought it was fantastic because I know I had him like a more uh, action figure I of some too, kind that came with the little egg
2: ship. Yes, to open up. Oh, I yes. love that. Yeah, I
3: don't. I don't know that I actually had one of those. I saw. Um, of course, I did a little, a little bit of a dive, not a deep dive, but sure. a little bit of a dive to see what was associated with that. And and the action figure in the egg ship looked very familiar to me. Um, and like, like, but I thought maybe I didn't have that. Maybe one of my friends had that instead. Truth anyway, told, I, I just probably still have it somewhere. I just want to say noise. I was just, I was just shocked. I forgot that Mork had appeared first on Happy Days, and yes. then Happy Days had been Mork, and then of course I didn't look at the year, but I thought, oh my God, this must have been the year that they jumped the shark, oh, which no. created the whole jumping the shark sort of uh, saying.
2: I mean, I'll look into it. I don't know when that shark happened, but. Uh
3: that 'll be easy to track down. and of course famously you and I have both agreed that whenever you, uh, in the 1980s of course happy days was not the 19 you know like the the late 1980s but right. the mid to late 1980s yeah. let's see probably the mid like 1986 to 1988 if you brought an Australian character right onto your uh, sitcom. Right. It meant your the sitcom end. is about uh, to end. Yeah. Right. It was when Paul Hogan was really, really big yep. with Crocodile Dundee, yep. and so all of a sudden we had the minor Australian invasion. Mm-hmm. So like you and I at home, you're saying, oh, 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 they brought on Pippa, yep. which means that's it. And I don't remember what Pippa was. Who was Pippa? Facts alive. She was of life, somebody's right, right. cousin. Okay. Once we, well, you and I said, oh, once they bring in Pippa, that's it. It's over. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, let's get back to this. So okay. We a uh, where were we? pop culture reference there, huh? For Which is unusual for me to make a little pop culture I'll reference. I'll say. Like that, yeah?
2: So, uh, you'll notice on the cover, Batman is front and center, of course. Uh, wow, he's like barely f-
3: featured in these stories we read.
2: That's my point. In the stories uh, we're reading, you'll notice that Batman and Superman are sidelined early on. So, Damn. we can focus on the... Uh, team of five Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, John Jones, the Manhunter from Mars. To use tarot speak, they're in the minor arcana. Oh. In this story. And the Flash is the fifth. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the pattern that was set up early in the Justice League adventures, that Batman and Superman, who at that time were not, uh, I mean they were selling well, but Batman had no TV show, did he? Not in the now, 1966. now that he's on TV in 1966, front and mm, Center. center even though he barely appears. All right, let's dive right in. The name and fame of the Justice League of America have spread not only to every corner of the earth, but throughout the ages. Yes, even in the far distant future, the 20th century heroes are regarded as the mightiest crime fighting team that ever existed. Now, from out of those uncharted unknown years appears a future man to engage the Super 7 members in combat. A battle that history will record as a defeat for the Justice League. Challenge, Challenge of, of the Weapons, weapons master. master. Sorry, that was really loud. That was. Loud. That was well, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, the Weapons Master lives in the far future. The year 11,960. So, this was
3: probably written and rather published in
2: 1960. 1960, Yes, Mm -hmm. He lives in a cavern filled with super scientific instruments. His name is Zotar. And he finds himself besieged by the Intersolar Police. Oh,
3: it's so funny that you pronounce his name that way. Why? Because I thought it was Shotar. Uh,
2: Well, it could be Khotar. Khotar, yeah. It's an X. X X-O-T-A-R. Uh, he possesses four weapons with which to fight the police, but he knows that the police have counter weapons for three of them. The trouble is he doesn't know which three. He has to find the one weapon that the police can't counter. Right. So instead of just quickly using all of, all them. of his weapons, he decides to travel back in time 10,000 years and test out all his weapons on the Justice League.
3: Honestly, I think a writer might have met this character and said, I will give you twenty-five bucks if you will go back ten thousand years in the past and try out all your weapons instead of just using them on these police.
2: That writer would have been Gardner Fox. <laughs> uh but one minute is all he needs to defeat the police because as you know when time travel you can just leave and come back a minute later. Of course. Which he does several times in this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the police have blasted their way into the cavern just in time for him to disappear into the past. You see, he's got a giant robot. Oh, sorry, what? what, what? A robot. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, which was created as a time travel device, an independent time travel device, but he disconnected the brain of the robot so that he
3: can control the time travel. You are quickly summarizing this entire page. Well, I have no I idea just where you are. F-
2: I just happen to remember, which is unusual for me. I usually skim and don't yes. know anything
3: about details. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, how can he be sure that his plan will work?
3: Because he has an old, 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 old journal.
2: 10,000 years old, to be precise. Not just any journal, it's the diary of Wonder Woman herself. The diary
3: of Wonder Woman. Dear diary. Today I changed my boots. I brushed my hair 100 times and placed my tiara on my head. Then I did a fanciful new eye pattern for Steve Trevor to notice.
2: (laughs) Though the 10,000-year-old book is badly frayed and worn, as it would be after 10,000 years, with much of the old writing illegible, enough words could be made out to explain Hotar's conviction. It says, one of the four... Well, no, you have to read it as it appears in print. Okay. one of the four weapons used by Khotar to defeat the Justice League of America.
3: Which Shotar interprets as, of course, his victory. So right. His, he says, history has already recorded my journey to the past, even if I haven't experienced it as yet. I wonder... Did I use this microscopator to defeat them? Or was it the de-evolutionizer I stole from the interstellar science laboratory? My third weapon I found in ancient ruins of a dead Andromeda world. I have a hunch that weapon, number four, is the one which defeated the Justice League. It was made for the mad dictator of Aldebaran when he tried to conquer his galaxy. I found it floating deep in space.
2: I believe it's pronounced Aldebaran. Whatever. Well, Star Trek listeners
3: who listen also to our show will know that it's Aldebaran. You might understand I did a tiny little bit of an homage to Dr. Smith from, um, um, of from Lost in Space. Yeah, that's
2: the perfect voice for him because, because he, he has a like.
3: pinched up yep. prune
2: face. Yes. Uh, the mighty robot hurtles backwards through the centuries. And here's where we get the story about the robot being uh, invented on the... Illyrium. Illyrium, and mm-hmm. it was an independent time travel device, but he disconnected the brain anyway. Let's go back to 1960, where young Snapper Carr is cutting figure eights on frozen Mill Race bond. Yes? Dr. Bob. Yes? Raising my hand. Yes? Um,
3: try as I might, I can't remember Snapper Carr.
2: So, Snapper Carr, I don't know if he's appeared a lot in the Justice Leagues we've seen. Well, he's now. heavily featured in these comics Well, today. he's their little teen sidekick. He's a hipster from... Uh, Happy Valley,
3: or someplace. Is and, that like is that a, a device to bring us, the reader, closer? Yes, to Yes, the,
2: the of the course. Superheroes. okay. And they call him Snapper because he snaps, and he's got snappy, hip dialogue. Like, dig that crazy claw, man! Hey, it's coming right at me. That's a great little nickname. Did you have a nickname as a teenager? No, nobody would ever agree to give me a nickname. I threw ideas out. No, no takers. No, Only Mrs. White, my grandmother, who called me Bob White because my middle name is White after her. Would you hate that Bob name. White? Bob White?
3: Yeah. It's a bird call, you know. I know, I know. It goes... <whistles>
0: <whistles> <whistles> mm-hmm.
3: You know what my nickname was as a teenager? Rubby? Rubby, yeah. Could you like to rub things? Uh, huh, 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 huh. No, that's of course what... No, um, Teddy Ruxpin was big in the late 1980s. Uh-huh. And he had a... Companion bear that talked back and forth with him. No, Ruby was a dog. I think. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Well, Teddy Ruxpin was this, you know, yeah. animatronic bear, sure. or whatever. And so a his robot. name was Rub. His name was Ruby. Uh huh. And because my name was Robert, and uh, my friends called me Rob, uh-huh. they started calling me Ruby. And I wish that it stuck because I really liked that name. Well, we can bring but it back. No, I don't know why. <laughs> and then, and then my other, the other group of my friends used to call me polsky Y rob um which another is kind of a sort of a phallic reference which was completely unintentional it was because we had um of one of our friend's mothers was from boston and she used to go why rob why and then it kind of stuck mm-hmm. like it's a so polsky why rob i don't know. and so they call me polsky that was my nickname
2: anyway this giant robot kidnapped snapper from the ice pond And that's a real drag, man. He's got to cut out of here real, like, fast.
3: His life is being threatened, and he's still speaking in jive talk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, the Justice League, as you may recall, Rob, has made Snapper an honorary member. I didn't remember that. I just, you know, as a matter of
3: fact, I was probably introduced to Snapper at some point. But I'm sure you have been. I was like, "Um, I kind of remember him, but I'm just going to treat it like this is the first time I've ever seen him.
2: Okay. Uh, he helped them against Starro in the previous adventure, which, as we mentioned, was the very first adventure of the Justice League of America. And he doesn't want to do this, but he's got a panic
3: button on his belt buckle. He better not hit that when he's dressing in the morning, you know, because it summoned
2: all everybody
3: except for Superman, except
2: Superman, which we'll find out why in a minute. In every direction of the compass, speeds the call to arms reaching Flash, Wonder Woman, John Jones Manhunter from Mars, Aquaman, Batman, Green Lantern. They race toward the Secret League headquarters, fully aware that some monumental danger threatens a fellow member or the world. Of all the Justice League members, only Superman fails to respond to the alarm. Why? Those big letters. They arrive at their hidden sanctuary, which is in a cave. You didn't know that, probably. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, we find that, in fact, Khotar has taken over Snappercar's body and is speaking through him. Oh, I wonder what that feels like. Please, please, let me uh, put my hand on the back of your head and
3: manipulate your jaw while you speak. <laughs> please join your fellow members at the table. I, Shotar, in the year <gasps> 11960, have borrowed your young friend in order to summon you here and challenge you to combat. Uh it's a kotar.
1: And you shall fight me one at a time to help me determine which weapon will overcome the intersolar police. First I select Flash Why tackle him one at a time? Let's all go after this criminal. Is that John Jones' voice?
3: <laughs> I thought it was Flash's voice. John Jones, voice. why tackle him one at a time? Let's all go after this criminal. Uh, suddenly a yellow light
2: beams down at the Justice League. Oh my God, not a yellow light. Yes, because a Green Lantern's ring is powerless against anything yellow. And wood. And everyone else. Also wood. No, that's the Golden Age Green Lantern. Oh. Hal Jordan's only weakness is yellow.
3: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folk. Reader? Listener? Sorry, listener? Just so, you, in fairness, I started with Green Lantern in the Golden Age. I'm reading my yep. way through this comic, yep. so yes. Uh,
2: everyone's frozen solid; they can't move. Only Flash is allowed to figure out how to get out of the gravity array. Of course, he just vibrates really fast, and off he goes by himself to face the challenge of the Weapons Master. Now, the clue as to where to find the Weapons Master is this. When the ghost walks at Hesperus on the second day of the moonless month, I am waiting to do battle.
3: As Flash as flash races along the frozen ground outside of the secret sanctuary of the Justice League of America, he sees the robot out of time as a shimmering vision, always just out of reach of his speeding body.
2: Uh, now, has he figured out this clue? Yes, he has. Because as everyone knows 10,000 years from now, when the ghost walks is theatrical slang for payday. Never in my life. I'm raising my hand right now. Yes?
3: We are theatrical types. Uh-huh. I've never heard that. Never. When the ghost walks. The only thing that, that, that has the ghost in it that I know of in the theater is the ghost light on the stage, which you always leave on. Yes. Um, in the middle of the stage, it's usually a, a stand with a, a light bulb. Maybe there's a metal thing around the light bulb, but it's you leave a light on on a stand in the middle of the stage at the end of the night. Yeah. So that people don't walk in and accidentally fall down. Right. On stage, yeah. Oh, that's the walkers. Oh, the walkers, the walkers. are walking by. Yeah. The dog's going crazy. Oh, her hair's nice and flippy today. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is
2: it bouncing and behaving? It's bouncing and behaving. When yeah. the ghost walks is theatrical slang for payday. Yes. Hesperus is the name given by Homer in the Iliad to the planet Venus. All right, okay. I can accept that someone 10,000 years from now would know Homer. Exactly. Yes.
3: Good books never die, do they? They never no, go out of stock.
2: No. And we know that there's a project Venus down in Florida, a top priority crash program to send a rocket to the planet Venus. Oh God, poor Flash. That's where oh, Otar is going to strike. Having to run to Florida? To Florida. Oh, and the heat in and the, the spots. Yeah. and the oh. The new moon, which is invisible to Earth eyes, appears every 29 and a half days. Therefore, February, with only 28 days, is occasionally a moonless month. Today, February 1st, is payday. And that's when Shotar. Kotar will strike. That's a lot to figure out. Now, I used to like Encyclopedia Brown and uh-huh. the Hardy Boys and things like that. The Bloodhound Gang? Yes. 3 to one Contact? Where... You know, a ten to thirteen year old child could assemble the clues and figure out the mystery. Right.
3: Who the hell is going to figure this out? Well, I have to say, in your defense, when I used to, when we were first uh, dating, well, we were friends even before that. But yes. then when we started dating. There were times when you would say something, and I would say, "How the hell do you know that?" And what was your answer? It was from a comic word. book. From comic, you would say comics. You know? Yeah, but. This is all new
2: information. I mean, I knew about the Iliad, but I didn't know what he called Venus. Okay. uh, But yeah, ride the ghost whip. What is it?
3: I don't know. The ghost flies at midnight. I just have to say that um, if I'm the Flash, the first thing I'm going to do when I get down to Florida and see this robot is give him a swift kick in the ass and say, You had to bring my ass down here to Florida? Yes. Florida. Florida. Oh, Humidity. I can say that. I grew up in Florida. Uh, luckily, born there. Flash yeah. has a crew cut, so it's
2: not going to mess up his hair or the humidity. Oh, God, the uh, Now, he finds Hotar and his robot so tar. at Project Venus, destroying the rocket. Bang, bang,
0: bang, bang, take that rocket.
2: <laughs> a s- sizzling
3: beam shoots out from the robot, just missing the fastest man alive. So, of course, Flash says, he'll never hit me with that beam. I'm too fast. A, eh, Are you, a, though? In a split second now, I'll close with Shotar, and his threats will prove idle boastings.
2: But to his stunned amazement, Flash runs smack into the sizzling beam, which is a shrink ray. Oh, my gosh, she does harmony.
0: And what's happening to me? I'm going Dr.
2: Shrinker. Dr. Shrinker. Shrinker.
3: He's a madman with an evil mind. Leaping forward, dodging, twisting, leaping. He's hit it again and again by the. Oh, see, he's not hit it. He's hit again and again by the size reducing
1: microscopic weapon.
3: Uh, Zotar. Sorry.
2: Hothar Shotar. Must be reading my mind. He knows which way I'm going to move as soon as I know it myself. Oh my he's god. Shrinking he's shrinking now. He's only six inches tall. Mm -hmm. This, of course, is before the Atom joined the Justice League of America. Mm. Uh, He has to destroy the weapon, but how? He has nowhere to hide, and in another moment, he will be shrunk down to subatomic
3: size. Suddenly, Flash vibrates with such tremendous speed that he turns himself into a living corkscrew
0: and burrows into the earth.
3: And then up he goes using the Ascend ability as
2: recently featured in The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, the best selling video game of all
3: time. You are so, in loving it, and loving it, enjoying it, and loving sure it. And loving I am, it, yes. everyone is. The world is raving about it. Sorry folks, I did take a nap this afternoon and the, I'm like 95% completely awake, but uh, there's a little bit of my brain that's still waking up. I can feel the detritus clearing itself out as, we, as this uh, podcast continues. Up inside
2: the robot he goes. He melts the weapon by spinning round and round. And now for Hotar. Flash springs back to normal size once the weapon's destroyed. Mm -hmm. And Hotar and his robot disappear back to the headquarters of the Justice League only one minute after the time he just left with the Flash, which means the Flash is not going to be back there for one hour because it took him an hour to find Hotar. Right, because Wonder Woman's going,
0: I wonder how Flash is making out against Shotar.
2: Don't worry about Flash. Nobody's ever beaten him yet. <laughs> that's that's Martian, Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. <laughs> uh Suddenly there's Kotar.
0: It's Shotar.
2: Then, man, that means he defeated the Flash in
3: one minute. Snapperoo. Oh, no. Actually, the Flash overcame my microscopic weapon. It took him less than an hour to do that. But I journeyed back in time to what? After Flash left. He's on his way here now, but he won't arrive for an hour or so. Now on to the next
0: test!
2: Hotar touches the dial inside the robot, and the Aquaman and John Jones are freed
3: from the gravity gravitic beam. I decided to release two of you this time. The to battle my next weapon. Listen, I will strike where the sun rises in the west and sets in the east. Try to stop
2: me. Aquaman knows there's only one place on Earth where the sun rises in the west and sets in the
3: east. and John Jones does, too. The Isthmus of Panama. Panama! The Isthmus turns and twists in such a manner that the easternmost tip of the Panama Canal touches the Pacific Ocean, while the westernmost tip touches the Atlantic. Few people realize that the Panama Canal runs northwest and southeast rather than due east and west. Oh, no, you're doing the
2: voice wrong. Few people realize that the Panama Canal runs northwest and southeast rather than due east and west. Okay, so Can I... Can I raise my hand? Yes, That no matter which way the Panama Canal twists
3: and turns, the sun still rises in the east. The shape of Panama means that there are regions where the arm of the Pacific Ocean is to the east and a branch of the Atlantic Ocean is to the west. Right. You may not actually have line of sight at sea level. In that region, it is true that the sun is rising and setting over the oceans as required. There are several spots where tourists claim they can see the actual water, but it involves some serious climbing to get there. So technically, the Pacific Ocean is farther east, and the and the Atlantic Ocean is farther west. So right, te- I get that. Yeah, technically, it's possible that one can say that. I like I in my brain, I was like, bullshit, 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 bullshit. And then I went and looked, and I was like, oh, that's weird. No matter how weird it is, it's still, it's east is east.
2: West is west. Two, 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 two different, colors different colors on the map. map. Even though, I mean, you can be in Hawaii and you're surrounded by the Pacific Ocean. The sun still comes up at the east. I,
3: I, it's, it's weird. So the sea king and the man also from Mars. Also in
2: 10,000 years, is there a Panama Canal? Probably not. It's they all can underwater. They fly around lo- the globe. But in
3: 10,000 years, there's no Florida. No, there's nothing.
2: It's all water. There's jets and houses up on poles right. in the middle of the ocean. The Sea King and the Man from Mars are soon speeding across the heaving waves of the Atlantic Ocean. That would be this a great... This is so stupid. That would be a great detective show in the 70s. Right. Sea King and the Man from Mars. So here
3: we have... A when pin- they met, it was murder. It was murder. So here we have the um, uh, Aquaman yes. riding on the back of a sailfish. And the sailfish apparently can't swim fast enough. So, so, the Martian Manhunter is blowing the sail of a sailfish to speed him along, which means the sailfish will be skipping faster than it can physically move across the water, which might cause some friction problems, right? I I just, I like issue. Why couldn't the Martian Manhunter just pick up Aquaman? That's what
2: I'm saying. Right? Or why couldn't Aquaman, who can swim at 700 uh, knots per hour,
3: we read in Who's Who,
2: just swim on his own? I or why didn't he get his little scooter like he's gone on Superfriends? Yeah, Jet Ski. By the way, I'm reading a terrific book all about Superfriends. I'll find the author and bring
3: it up later. When they reach Panama, t- on Tones, rises skyward to the, scan the surrounding countryside with his Martian vision. How about I just s- with his regular old eyes? Well, Martian because vision. because Martian vision is like X-ray vision, only it's from Mars. Oh, for fucking Mars! I see
2: him, Aquaman. He's on shore, heading for the canal. Oh, that's not the right voice. I, I, I see him, Aquaman. Why do you keep changing muscles? He's man, on head shore, force? heading for the canal. There I'm trying go. to do Tony Curtis. <laughs>
1: that was a good Tony Curtis.
3: Tell me, do you like what was this, what was this, what was the uh, the not in Spartacus, what was his name in uh, the movie? Yeah, in Spartacus. Oh, tell me, Spartacus. Antoninus, I think was his name. Do you like some people like oysters and some people like what was it? Mussels. Muscles. Do you like oysters, Antoninus? I or, prefer mussels, my
2: master. <laughs> uh, Khotar's weapon blasts John
3: Jones into nothingness. Right. Bye. Bye. And the next page. Shotar lets out a bellow of triumph. <laughs> the de evolutionizer held John Jones back a billion years along the evolutionary track, turned
2: him
0: into a microscopic organism.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but now, suddenly, his view screen in his time robot turns black. Because Aquaman has summoned a school of octopi to shoot, to shoot their ink, ink
3: onto the windshield of the robot. Yeah. I call bullshit on that. Why? Because octopi can't... Because the ink is actually used when they propel themselves forward. The ink is shot backwards and it's used to cloud the water to, ev- to in an evasive maneuver to confuse their enemies. They can't just like spin themselves up, hold themselves up with with some legs, hold their other legs back and shoot their rear end uh oh, into they? the
2: air. They're the smartest creatures on earth. Smarter than us, probably. Uh anyway, Speaking luckily of course, I had some delicious
3: squid when I was in uh, uh, France. France,
2: yes. Uh Aquaman luckily remembers that uh John Jones can turn himself invisible, so he's probably not destroyed. He's
0: probably okay.
2: Yeah, it's fine. Uh, now, At the
0: unfortunately,
2: when John Jones is invisible, he has no superpowers. I don't think that's true. I don't either. But uh, maybe they didn't learn that yet. Well, this maybe. is 1960. Maybe he just told that to Aquaman so he can get out of doing stuff.
3: <laughs> I can- When I'm invisible, I can't do any house.
2: Sorry, guys, I can't do anything when I'm invisible. I just have to stand here and be invisible. <laughs> that's great. Second of all. Why is there a window in the giant robot? You know who doesn't have a window in their giant robot? The Power Rangers. Because they have a view screen like a normal person. You can't be submerged by octopi.
3: Then, even if Rita Repulsa grows the octopus giant... (laughs) So as the command of the mighty Aquaman, giant octopi weave their tentacles into living chain and begin to drag the robot toward the ocean waves. Yes,
2: well, he's going to shoot those octopi a billion years into the past and into a primitive evolutionary stage. Like a newt. So Aquaman summons a school of giant clams. To what? To
3: grab to onto grab the feet? grab onto the
2: feet of the robot so it can't move. You know who we need in this situation? Neptimus, the giant robot underwater headquarters of the Sea Devils. <laughs> he could make quick work of this robot. God, I married a nerd. Meanwhile, on shore, John Jones, no longer invisible, uses his superpowers to suck in a whirling column of sand so swiftly that friction heats it to a red glow and... He also lifts out some potash and soda out of the ground and oxide of iron and aluminum and mixes them at
3: superheat, making glass. Oh, he's making a mirror. can does he really have to use his breath to do that? Can't he just kind of like wave his hands like this and make it all happen?
2: Well,
1: I, I mean, mean, he's
3: like, he's like really, really powerful,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, I, I. I would have, if I were a manhunter for bars, just picked up some sand in my hand and rubbed it real quick and turned it into glass.
3: I wouldn't even use friction. I just would have thought, sand
2: mirror. No, he doesn't have those kind of powers. No? Not transmutive powers. He doesn't? No. Oh. He's very strong, though. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, he's a mighty manhunter from Mars. Well, I hope those clams are doing their job. Mm. Holding the robot in place at the bottom of the ocean. That's like like putting taps on your shoes. They're not going to hold you to the ground. Have you ever been clamped by a giant clam? You don't know. I've been stung by a stingray,
2: haven't I? Well, they're they're not clams. Mm.
1: I've got
3: news for you.
2: So, uh, a bolt of energy comes out of the robot. John Jones gets this mirror up in place, lifts his hand to catch the bolt and it melts the weapon. Yeah. Uh, the de-evolutionizer is powered by diamond. Diamonds. But this uh, beam of de-evolution, which was backfired onto the weapon, has turned the diamond into coal. I thought that was kind of clever. Well, yeah, it is. Um, now, he only has two weapons left, so he fades away and goes back to the minute after... Aquaman and John Jones left, which is two minutes after The Flash left, which means, is he not meeting himself now in time? That's going to cause problems.
3: Uh, well, apparently it hasn't because we don't have it in the story. So. So now he's going to send chapter four. three of them. Wonder Woman, Batman, Green Lantern, I summon you to fight me above the
0: living stone of the ring-necked phyzent.
2: As the gravitic beam releases its hold, the three remaining JLA members rise to their feet.
3: Leaving Snapper there by
2: himself. Yep
3: well is he though because Batman's Mm -hmm. going to stay behind the sideline Batman Batman gets his line yes uh, one of two lines in the whole story
1: Qatar is the most dangerous enemy the jail ever (sighs) (laughs) faced is that how Batman talks
2: oh no he's rich Bruce Wayne's rich Zotar is the most dangerous enemy the J.L.A. ever faced. And then Wonder Woman says,
0: We may need Superman to give us a hand against him.
2: But the Man of Steel doesn't answer the emergency alarm. Where could he possibly be that his super-sensitive hearing couldn't detect our signal? Well, Batman has an idea. And uh,
3: I have an idea where he may be, and why he hasn't an answered Snap's call. I'll go check on my theory.
2: Okay, Bye. thanks, Batman. You go check on that. We'll, uh, we'll meantime, handle we'll this. We'll
3: handle this in battle, a super villain.
2: Right. So, Wonder Woman in her invisible jet, and Green Lantern flying under his ring power.
0: Living stone is a stone which has been sculpted into statuary while still in its natural state, as distinguished from quarried stone, like a marble slab.
2: And the ring-necked pheasant is the official state bird of South Dakota. That's the place where Borglum carved living rock into a national monument. Is that his real name?
3: Borglum? What a terrible name. No wonder he had to cast things in stone just to, so he could uh, you know, be remembered.
0: That's Mount Rushmore. That's where Zotar is waiting.
2: Okay. You know what's gonna, not going to be here in 10,000 years? South Dakota and Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Why won't South Dakota be there? Because in ten thousand years, yeah. the socio-political climate of the Earth is going to remain exactly this. I mean, the oh, well, land be will be there. Four
3: faces of Trump.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. The land will be there. I'm saying yes. the state of South Dakota, which has a state bird that someone would know about ten thousand years from now. You don't know. I do. I will put money on it. I'll meet you in 10,000 years. Okay. Uh, the third superweapon spurts yellow bubbles at the Amazon princess. Ladies first. Uh, and she's imprisoned in one of the magnetic bubbles.
0: Oh, no. I'm an imprisoned in a magnetic <laughs> bubble.
2: <laughs> the bubble has a strong magnetic attraction for the yellow star Capella, 250 trillion miles from Earth. Capella will pull Wonder Woman and the bubble to it. Even if she should survive the long journey through space, Capella's heat will surely finish her off. You know what other heat would finish her off? Our own
3: sun, which is a lot closer than 250 trillion Why didn't miles. Why did it the center of the sun? Why didn't it center to our sun? Why didn't it center or our
2: the point? center of the earth or something? Oh. Or the
3: future. Why'd you have to make it so hard on yourself there, Shotar?
2: Uh, now, of course, Green Lantern is no help because his ring doesn't work
3: on anything yellow. But he does have an idea. He sure does. I'm going to create a bolide. Editor's note A bright meteor which explodes in the course of its flight through the atmosphere. He causes the bolide to explode in such a manner
2: that its vibrations will shatter the magnetic bubble, which it does.
0: Thanks, Green Lantern. Thanks.
3: God, Wonder Woman, sit like a lady in that plane. <laughs> she's, Jeez. Well, she's just nearly escaped death. Give her a break. She doesn't have to cross her ankles in that plane. <gasps> she doesn't have to man spread. Germany Christmas.
0: Well, that's not very ladylike. I'm sorry.
2: Now, Green Lantern's proving himself a worthy opponent, but I'm gonna shoot them these yellow bubbles at him. Bubble, 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 bubbles. Now it's Wonder Woman's turn to save him. She lassos <coughs> that gun, and jiggles it just enough. <laughs>
0: As Shotar fires away, I'll keep jiggling the barrel of his weapon. Just enough to make him miss him.
2: Classic Wonder Woman, am I right? Yeah. Uh, the Green Gladiator, that's Green Lantern to you and I, can't affect his yellow bubbles, of course, but he can scoop up some clay from the ground. I'm just going to scoop up his clay. And throw it at the gun. Take that the gun! Console. Ha ha. Uh, They've won.
3: They've won.
0: We won.
3: <laughs> I never do wonder Woman's one's voice like that. I don't know why I'm doing it today. Now, <laughs> all along,
2: Hotar felt that the fourth weapon was the invincible one. So why didn't you use that one first? Hotar, that's Marshal Manhunter interrogating him. Yeah. Why didn't you use your weapon first? Now, Back at headquarters. This is Snappy's voice. Hotar is again speaking through Snapper.
3: Snapper. Sorry, I called him Snappy. Uh,
2: uh,
3: Snapper. I have to get into Snapper character. Uh,
2: one one million. Two one million. <laughs> I, Hotar, speak once again to through the lips of Snapper Car. This time I challenge all of you at the same time to do battle with me in the Valley of the Ten Thousand Smokes. I feel obliged to warn you. It has already been written that I should defeat you with the most terrible weapon of all time. Your pride, I'm sure, will not let you ignore my dare. So he's... Snap, he's, snap. He's
3: going he's, he's to fight them in the Valley of the Ten Thousand Smokes. Yep. Is that like, like Woodstock? No, it's
2: the... in Alaska, as we find out in a moment. <laughs> oh. Apparently it's real place. Uh, now, they're determined to beat him no matter what's been written. They race away until they reach the fumaroles of the Valley of the Ten Thousand Smokes, one of the most eerily beautiful places in all Alaska. Welcome, Justice League. Welcome to your Waterloo. The one battle you are doomed to
3: lose. Even as he speaks, Shotar releases the firing pin of the fourth weapon. The gravitic weapon which held them rooted to their chairs would have made a fine weapon except for the fact that it surrounded them with a force field through which I could not reach them. Caught fully by the mysterious radiation, the members of the Justice League stagger blindly about, helpless. Finally, when their sense is clear... What's this? They're on the surface of an alien
2: planet, and here comes a horde of alien monsters. Oh, no. Uh Flash surrounds his monster in a whirlpool pool of air, but it's easily breaking through. Wonder Woman uh, Lasso's her creature, but it breaks free.
0: Suffering Sappho, it broke free of the noose. That's the first time that ever happened.
2: John Jones is helpless before a fire-breathing dragon. A sea serpent is defying Aquaman's telepathic commands, and a giant bird is resisting Green Lantern's power ring attacks, and it's not even yellow. But
3: this is the picture the gloating Shotar observes. I called it. I called it. Yeah, it's, I totally knew it was imagination. It's an illusion maker. Yeah, That's yeah. his fourth weapon. I knew that. The Justice League is deluded into
2: imagining it's on another world and fighting creatures that don't exist and without realizing it, the member's superpowers are being used against one another.
3: That was all in one breath. Thank you. I'm so impressed.
2: And then, suddenly, the illusion disappears. And here comes Superman. Batman and young Snapper.
0: Superman.
2: Uh,. Superman makes quick work of this. Robot. Oh, yeah,
3: hurtling forward, suddenly grips the metal legs of the mighty robot and high into the atmosphere. Of the man of steel lifts the gigantic robot, turning into the stratosphere. Superman begins his power dive head first, faster and faster he goes until the wind is a
0: long scream in his ears. Halfway into the ground, he plunges the robot. Seconds later, Superman's mighty fingers crush the illusion maker weapon to powder.
2: Well done. I did take a couple catch breaths. Then, uh, Superman locks the controls to prevent Hotar ever returning to our time. And he's going to set the robot to time travel back to his own era where the intersolar police are waiting. And
3: that robot has seen that robot has seen better days. Look
2: at that. Yeah. It's a mess.
1: And that's present. why
2: we didn't have Superman and the whole rest of the story. Because we would have been deprived of this delightful 26-page
3: tale. Yeah, where was he? He was in time tracking. He was, time he was travel. in time travel. That's why the signal couldn't get to him. Okay, yeah.
2: Um, now Hotar can't understand because Wonder Woman's diary said that he would defeat the Justice League. What went wrong?
3: But remember when you read the diary entry earlier, there were some words that were indecipherable. Well, at that moment, in the secret headquarters of the Justice League, Wonder Woman, don't forget to write up your adventure with Shotar.
0: Go pound sand, Flash. Write it up your own damn self. (laughs) What am I, the secretary? I'm beginning to write it right now, Flash.
3: Wonder Woman was the secretary of the Justice Society of America. Yes, and in true version of that, Wonder Woman writes, is
0: the illusion. Hyphen Maker was one of the four weapons used by Shotar in his unsuccessful attempt to defeat the Justice League of America. Oh, if
2: only we'd had the full text available to us. If only it had been digitized at some point in the intervening
3: 10,000 years. (laughs) No such luck. Well, of course, the uh, robot revolution really screws things up. I'll say. Uh,
2: Well, what do we have next?
0: The Slave Ship of
2: Space. I mentioned that I'm reading The Ultimate Super Friends Companion by Will Rogers, R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Yes. It's fantastic. It details every single episode of The Super Friends in every incarnation. Uh, It is available on Amazon in two volumes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can get it on Kindle the entire thing for. So no. just do that. That's my recommendation. It's got a foreword by Shannon Farnan, who was the longtime voice of Wonder Woman on the Super Friends. Oh. And do you know whose sister she is? No. Charmian Carr, Liesl from The Sound of Music. Stop. I won't stop. I'll stop. declare it to I, my heavens.
3: I are you to stop. I can't be stopped. Okay, we are going to go into our next uh, story, which, was, uh, uh, which starts like this. The fame of the Justice League of America, champions of right, battlers of crime, foes of injustice is not confined to Earth alone. Their reputation is spread out among other worlds, which leads Kanjaro of the far distant planet Tor to come to Earth and use these superheroes as living weapons, not for good, but for evil. If they refuse, they doom every man, woman and child on Earth they have no choice. They must become prisoners of the Slave Ship of Space. Yes.
2: Featuring Flash, John Jones, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and Batman Superman. In the dim shadows of a darkened room, a golden
3: mallet is poised to strike an oddly shaped bell. Seconds later, the bell vibrates to the impact of the golden hammer, releasing a flood of vibratory waves that rapidly spread out in all directions. Soon after, in the secret headquarters of the Justice League of America... I can't believe its sheer coincidence that caused all our signaling devices to break down at the same time. Prompting us to come here to secure replacement for our signalers. At that instance,
1: I'll be glad to clear
3: up the mystery of Justice League. But first... Tinkle, tinkle, (laughs) tinkle. As the melodious tinklings of the tiny bell cross the room, each of the Justice League members is immediately frozen into rigidity. Rigidity. There. There. Oh, go ahead.
1: There. Now that none of you can move a muscle, I can speak to you without indulging in any heroics. (coughs) I'm going to regret that voice. (laughs) That's a hard voice to do. My name is Kanjaro. I am D'elan of the planet Dor of That's the star a, sun Antares. It's called Tor. Of the planet Dor of the star sun Antares. That's good. Hundreds of light years from Earth. It was I who smashed your signal devices to lure you here so I could employ your extraordinary talents. <laughs> As I am Dilan of Dor, so my arch enemy Hyathas is... Panala of a neighboring planet, Alstair. Another rival, the Metal Man Krom, Gromar of the outermost planet of our solar system, Mo Steel. Then there is my last opponent, Seyar. Jephon of the planet For oh, Yes, we have battled one another in space and on our words, each seeking to gain complete <laughs> mastery on our solar system.
2: Yes, these four aliens are locked in an eternal battle over mastery of the solar system. For every weapon kanjar Ro devises, Hyathas or Krom or Sayar a counterweapon. Wonder Woman thinks,
0: what makes Kanjaro think we'd fight to further his ambitions?
2: Well, yes, he's come to Earth to enlist the
3: Justice League to help him defeat his enemies. Green Lantern thinks if the JLA went to Antares it would be it would be to bring peace to the peoples of these worlds
1: I hear what you're
2: thinking why are they thinking it anyway why don't they just say that out loud to him
1: (laughs) your voice for I Kanjaro. hear what you're thinking. I figured you might resist, so I'll make sure you comply with my demand. A great golden hammer is lifted and driven hard against another gong. Gong. It's a gamma gong. And all over your world people are now being frozen motionless just as you are due to the ultrasonic vibrations of my gamma metal gong.
3: Then as Kanjaro touches a button on his belt, a television image is projected on the wall. <gasps> a television image?
1: There. You can see for yourselves. Only the combined voices of Hyathus, Crum, and Seah speaking my name can release the people of Earth from the spell of the Gamma Metal Gong. Now, if you are now, you are duty bound to capture my arch enemies to free the people of your world. What
2: a strange gimmick! That the way to break the spell is to have all three of the enemies say his name in unison. Yes, like, what if a-
3: one of them gets killed in? The process of. Being oh, what, what if one of them mispronounces his name? Or stutters?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, it's not been broken! <laughs> one of my enemies is a stutterer!
0: From
3: his garments, Kanjaro lifts out a
1: teeny,
0: teeny, teeny, teeny boot.
2: We should mention that Kanjar looks like Dobby the house elf with, with bug fly eyes. eyes.
1: <laughs> fly eyes, yes. He says, <laughs> Oh, you do it. We shall travel through dimensional space in this cosmic vessel. As I hold this rod on it, it will grow large enough for you to enter it as my slaves. As the
3: entranced Justice League members watch the boat grow in size.
2: Well, Superman's on a mission in space, so he's no help. Yeah. Uh,
1: By the time Superman returns to Earth, he will have departed. All except Batman and Snapper. Who shall remain here frozen as bait for my trap to immobilize Superman?
3: Batman gets
2: no lines. No. Well, he gets a think. He has a thought. That's him oh. thinking. If only Superman would return from his mission in outer space. Oh, I see. The dimensional boat lifts upward off the earth into space and then into hyperspace. This image, as it appeared on the cover of Justice League number three, is one of the most iconic Early Justice League images, I would argue. Sure. So they're traveling through airless space in an open air boat. Sure, sure. And we see a familiar pattern. First, we're going to send one Justice Leaguer alone out to fight something.
3: Then we'll send a couple more, and then we'll send a couple more. Uh,
2: First up, John Jones, Martian Manhunter. Back in normal space on another planet, he's ordered to dive into the upper atmosphere of Krom's planet.
3: And Krom is tricky. You've got to be on your guard every minute. So he says, as the JLA member plunges into the Mostelian atmosphere, a strange aircraft making huge smoke trail, as if to point out the way for me. You're right, John Jones. You see, I too have a hyperspace telescope in which I saw Kanja fetch you to battle me. So why waste time? I'm making it easy for you to find me. For the sooner we meet, the sooner I'll defeat you.
2: There's his citadel now. I wonder what tricky reception Crom has
3: prepared for me. Suddenly, abrupt bellows of gargantuan laughter flood the air. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Kanjaro thought you were a perfect weapon, did he? Why, I've defeated you before you've even started a fight. Look behind you. (coughs) I've got to stop it with that kind of voice.
2: The incredulous Manhunter from Mars finds missiles armed with atomic warheads headed right for him. He's going to
3: be in some serious trouble.
2: Desperately trying to lose the missiles, he dives into the sea, then bores through a mountain, and he only has one hope left. Into the upper atmosphere. Faster and faster he goes. But will even his Martian superbody withstand the terrible friction? The atmospheric friction is awful. I can't keep up this pace much longer. (laughs) Luckily, the missiles give way to the atmospheric friction before I did. Now I'm rushing toward this flaming missile. If I hit it, the flames will weaken me because I'm a weakened by flame.
0: <laughs>
3: I've got to swerve out of its path. With fleet kicking and body bending like that of a high diver, John Jones angles away from the falling missiles. Now to pay Crom a return visit. <laughs>
2: Oh no, a gigantic barrier of fire all around the
3: Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stalemate, John Jones. I can't capture you, but neither can you capture me. If I can't get into
2: Crom, maybe I can bring Crom out to me. To do that, I must find some lodestone, which has the magnetic property to attract iron, and that's what Crom's body is composed of.
3: Shortly, John Jones flings his hastily made lodestone harpoon.
2: I held it hard enough to make it
3: crash right through the walls. <laughs> grasping, <laughs> grasping the vine rope firmly, the Martian Manhunter gives a tremendous yank and... Kanjaro outsmarted me. I'll wait here till Kanjarro picks me up
2: with my prisoner.
0: <laughs>
2: now, next up, Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Okay. Uh, we oh. should mention that Kanjaro is teaching them the language of the local planet before he dumps them off the side of
1: this boat. Now that you know the language of my enemy, I this you're equipped to do better there, so i
0: will you go, Inderoman Aquaman. Soon as I land, Aquaman, I'll build a glider and fly around this planet.
3: While you hunt for Hyanthus in the air, I'll question the undersea creatures about her whereabouts. Now,
2: Aquaman's going to talk to these undersea creatures... To find out where Hyathis is. Turns out she's right there at the bottom of
3: the ocean. Right. Hyathis... Uh, why do Hiath- f- you put flats on her feet? Do you know she's wearing flats? I didn't notice that. Look. But that's the first
2: woman we've seen in any comic of the 1960s wearing flats. She's I'll tell um, you that.
3: swimming under the ocean because that's her realm. And yeah. she's wearing flats. We don't know. Maybe that's what her heels look like. Maybe she's got
2: tough heels. <laughs> uh, now... She controls all plant life, and although sea anemones on Earth are plant-like in appearance, they are forms of animal life. But on this planet, however, sea anemones are true plants. That's why she can control them. Just to clear up any confusion. Aquaman's going to dart between the tendrils of the plant. Yes. Uh, and hyathus explains, Just as you have command over the creatures of the sea, Aquaman... I have mental control of all plant life on this planet. I command the anemone to imprison you.
3: Too many petals. Can't push them all away. Better summon help. And through the waters of the Alst Oh, sorry,
2: that's uh, the caption. Aquaman's gonna call for help from his brothers of the ocean depths.
3: Pull off friend Manta, pull hard.
2: Nicely done, Aquaman, but you escaped one trap only to fall into another.
3: As a submarine submarine swimmer whips through the water, the thick tendril of an undersea rubber plant lashes about his chest. This thing is
2: stronger than an elephant's trunk. So she is going to suspend Aquaman above the surface of the ocean for one hour. because you know. that he
3: has to be without water?
2: After exactly one hour
3: without water, he dies. Is it? I thought it was like once a day, but it's every. It's one, one. Once an hour. Sorry, listener. I know you're a massive Aquaman fan, but I still haven't gotten that one put into my brain.
2: Now, if I was Aquaman and I was in this situation, I would just bite into that plant and suck out juice out of it. Yeah, it's got water in it. One time, he was uh, trapped in the desert. Spit and he spit on himself. No. Oh. He cat caught a lizard and bit it and sucked the blood out. Oh. In the meantime, Wonder Woman he spit has spit on himself. Well, that wouldn't make any sense because I'd actually be losing water. I, well,
3: I—it's absurd that he drained blood out of a lizard, but okay.
2: In the meantime, Wonder Woman has constructed her glider, and is now riding the wind currents, searching for the outstanding
0: roller. I fly through the air with the greatest of ease. Suffering Sappho, those fan-shaped trees began waving suddenly, causing an air turbulence like that of a hurricane.
2: Really, like a hurricane?
0: Yeah, I can't control the glider. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs>
2: She's defeated, and the echoes ring from the rocky wall to rocky... Whir, rocky wall to rocky you, wall. Beat you, beating
0: you, beating you, beating you. beat you, you. you. Oh, I'm beaten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she makes a tremendous toss with her magic lasso and hooks a tree up at the top of this canyon.
0: Merciful Minerva, guide my aim. I've got to get out of here in a hurry. If that flower woman thinks she can stop me this easily, she's got another thing coming. The tree is bending under my weight.
2: So we're fat-shaming Wonder Woman (laughs) right away. (laughs) Then with a vicious snap, the tree jerks upward, carrying the Amazon high into the air, clinging helplessly to her lariat.
0: Oh, great Hera! The tree only bent so it could wrap around and fling me through the air.
2: Now, uh, she's in the opposite situation of Aquaman. She's grabbed by a plant and is going to be held underwater. And And drowned. drowned now. If anyone else read the little paperback adventure of Wonder Woman's reprinted adventures in the 1970s that they checked out over and over again from the Grandview Heights Public Library, they would know that Wonder Woman's earrings allow her to breathe underwater. And why that's not mentioned here, I don't
3: know. Caught and held underwater by a thick rubbery tendril, Wonder Woman discovers it resists her every effort to fight free. Don't worry.
0: No matter which way I go, the rubber arm snaps me back.
2: Aquaman's going to cause a distraction to give Wonder Woman a chance to use her super strength to break
0: free. She breaks into a song and dance. <laughs>
1: Hello, my I, am baby, I, <laughs> I am
0: the monarch of the
3: sea. I am the very modern lover, modern major general. <laughs>
2: Why does she need a distraction to use her super strength? Just use your super strength, Wonder Woman. I don't know. You helpless girl.
3: Not, not, if this is your first time listening to us, listener, yeah, uh, we're not this misogynistic. Is all we're just making we are fun always of the making fun of how misogynistic men are to Wonder Woman. We love I her. feel
2: sorry for someone whose first time listening is this to episode. This episode? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Aquaman summons a swordfish or something to uh, attack the tendril. Of course, it's no good because Hyathus is just going to control it. You're and right. uh, Wonder Woman uses all her Amazon strength to swim as fast and far as she can. The tendril stretches just like rubber.
0: Yay! Rubber? Just like a rubber band yes, will I snap could. if stretched too far. So do the rubber plant's tendril. I agree. I hope Kate Bush writes a song someday called Rubber Band Girl because that song could be about me. Yeah, I'm free.
2: Uh, she pops up for the water and lassos Hyathas, and of course, nobody can get out of that Please, lasso. You take
0: that. You're my prisoner now, Hyathas. I got, I got away from you. But you'll never break free of my golden lasso.
2: Now, finally, we've got Flash and Green Lantern. They're true blue friends. They go fishing together. Yeah. Uh, they have an assignment to, uh, well, they're flying through the air. They yes. have to capture Syar. Who's the Jeff Ann of LAR? He's uh, a lizard person. Also, Green Lantern uh, is just flying down while Flash is dropping like a stone. Yes, I'm, but then Flash uses
3: his famous powers of, of kicking. Yes, and,
2: but come on, why didn't Green Lantern just grab him in a bubble or something? Or, or like a, a greed catcher's mitt. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we know Green Lantern's power ring is useless against Flash's boots but he could have <laughs> scooped You're him up god. like an catcher's I mitt mean, you, could you exactly.
3: imagine an the catcher's and then he goes to put him down gently and his
2: Flash goes, "Oh ah, my ankles." There's actually an issue of uh, much later than this one Wally West was the Flash teaming up with Green Lantern and he was inside a force bubble that Green Lantern created and he had to take his boots off and hold them because he couldn't otherwise couldn't stand inside the bubble. Oh my god. Right? That's a stupid Suddenly, as Green Lantern rockets through the air, the ground beneath him erupts in a pillar of searing flame and shooting rocks. Oh, no! Oh, those compression waves hitting and dazing me! He's stunned into insensibility before he can draw on his power ring to save him. Flash realizes that a deadfall from that height will kill Green Lantern. It won't because his ring protects him from death oh. when it's active. Okay. Uh, with a speed so great that he becomes the blur, the Flash hurdles up. The falling rocks. This bitch is running up falling rocks. Yes, listener, you have a question?
3: I just want to say I kind of like that. I thought it was really
2: cool. It is a nice touch, yes. It's like uh, that scene in uh, X-Men with Quicksilver is running on the mattresses and whatnot that he just threw out the window. Okay. Moments later, Flash's arms close on Green Lantern in a manly embrace. Mm, Green Lantern's my favorite. Then he rockets down the far side of the explosion. <laughs> that he
3: does, the rocks forming stepping stones for his flying feet. I have a hunch Sayar caused the volcano to erupt. Apparently he can see us, though we can't see him!
2: Scant seconds later, as Green Lantern recovers his senses, a booming voice is heard. Flash, Wait, um,
1: <clears throat> Flash? Green Lantern? I know Conjaru plans to overcome me by setting you against me, but his plan is doomed to failure.
3: That's Sayar's voice. No sooner has the sound of the voice faded away than the justice. Mem- oh my God! My reading. Wait. No sooner has the sound of the voice faded away than the Justice League members react by once more taking up the search. That's the
2: ticket. Just read faster to catch up with no, the speed tri-focals. of my brain. No,
3: it's my trifocals. Well, yes, and my brain, yes. Well, you need to get drugstore glasses like
2: I have. They're the best. Oh, God. Suddenly, a powerful f- chasm opens. Oh, and no! force oh, of gravity is pulling Flash down into it.
1: There doesn't seem to be any
0: end to this gravity!
2: Good old Green Lantern with his green pinchers grabs Flash and pulls him up just in time for the chasm to slam, slam shut.
1: shut. Again, the voice of Sayar rings out. Good team, Rock. You saved Flash, Green Lantern, as he saved you. I like a tough fight, so let's see what you do now as my special weapons cause another violent upheaval of nature. We should mention
2: that
3: Sayar is a giant lizard, so I don't know why he talks like that, but... I have decided with, that the characteristic of his voice is that all voiced consonants like m and n uh-huh. are going to be elongated. I just That's what voice actors do. I just do, committed isn't it? to it. I yeah. committed to it. I should have probably uh, done something with the s since he's well, a lizard. Well, that's so you know, uh, stereotypical. I, I like I just your decided approach. to l- linger on the voiced consonants.
2: Now Saiyar throws a lever with an explosive detonation a segment of the planet itself lifts upward into space carrying Fleshagreen later on it destroying <laughs> my planet to own the libs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no escape
2: from this trap. Now, this releases yellow sulfur dust, which scream around the detached portion of the planet. Of course, Green is helpless because it's yellow dust. Uh. Uh, eventually, the atmosphere is going to escape into space, and... Uh, Green later realizes if he can't breathe
3: and he can't use his power ring, we're done for. Gasping for breath. I mean, literally gasping for literally breath. Literally gasping. And thick, choking fumes of sulfur dust. The Scarlet Speedster starts to
1: circle around the torn-off world. Attaboy, Flash! Get him,
2: Flash! Yeah, that's a way to do it! Nobody says that. That was just me rooting mm-hmm. on. Uh, faster and
3: faster he races. He Covered races. by dust choking so much he can hardly breathe. Until behind him a towering column of sulfurous dust rises spaceward. Yes, the dust is collected into a
2: uh, funnel cloud away from Green Lantern. And now Green Lantern can use his rain to create jets, which will send them back to the planet at such tremendous speed. The segment we're standing on will be jammed back into space, into place, and also will be dead because we'll have gone
3: through the atmosphere, graduated on the planet. Right. I mean, he's, I mean, it literally knocks him out, Kandar. Excuse me, not Kandar, Sayar, out. Yeah. I would think it would... just. Dis- Probably destroy the planet. Destroy the
2: planet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when Sayar opens his eyes after having been knocked unconscious, Kanjaro mm-hmm. has won. Mm-hmm. So, Kanjaro arrives to collect all the Justice Leakers and his defeated enemies.
1: You've done your work well, members of the Justice League of America. All that remains now is for me to pick up the flashing green lantern with defeated Sayar. There, my enemies cannot speak until I reverse the stupor beam which now affects them.
3: Well, why did you do that, Kanjaro? Only if these three
1: defeated rulers simultaneously speak your name can the people of Earth be released from their paralysis. I did it for my own protection to guarantee you don't turn on me once the Earth men are free. Well, I'll make a deal with you. In exchange for your promise not to frighten me, I restore your power of speech to my rival rulers. Oh,
2: if only Green Lantern's powering hand laws is 24. 24- for our oh charge, you no. can free them all. Oh. Oh. Luckily, Flash pipes up. I thought Kanjaro might pull a fast one on us, so when the captured Cyar spoke the name of Kanjaro, I caught it on my wrist radio
3: watch. Fortunately, I had the same idea, Flash. I got Krom's voice, too.
0: That's wonderful news, because I have Hyathas' voice. How did you record Krom's voice, John Jones? Well,
3: just before I threw the magnetic harpoon through the globe of fire at Krom's citadel, um, he says to himself, In case Kronjo Rowe decides to double-cross us later, I'll make a wire recorder and capture Krom's voice saying, KONJA Rowe."
0: I anticipated <laughs> treachery also, so I picked an echo flower and hid it under my brassiere. Then when Hyathe <laughs> spoke the name Kanjaro, I was ready. As she said the words Kanjaro, I cupped a palm over the flower to hold the echo inside.
3: Now that we can reproduce the voices of the three rulers speaking your name, Kanjaro, they'll not only be no deal, but we're in
2: And Aquamans snatches that magic wand or whatever it is out of his hand and off they go in the slave ship of space back to earth my Martian vision shows me Superman has been trapped by kryptonite gas in our headquarters. I'll speed ahead and free him. In the hidden meeting place of the Justice League of America, moments afterward... My super breath is blowing away all the kryptonite gas. Ah, the
3: Man of Steel is coming too. Then when the members are gathered together, the paralysis-breaking words are uttered.
0: Kandra Can
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> Batman and Snapper are free, knowing they'd find a way to release us. but how did you do it? Like, give us the word, man. Go from the top.
3: Before we relate our adventures, we've got to decide about imprisoning these fo- those four supervillains. No jail on Earth or any of our planets could hold them. Well, Green
2: Lantern's got an idea. But first he has to recharge his power ring. So Later. <laughs> Superman streaks into space. And starts throwing meteors together to create one giant meteor, and fashions a meteor world.
3: So it creates a planet.
2: Yes, and hurls it spaceward in such a manner that it will go into orbit around the star Sun Antares. And propels these four exiles as a Green Lantern creates a rocket to propel the four exiles to their future meteor world home where to survive they'll have to live in peace and work together.
3: That's a powerful ring because the power ring creates an atmosphere, land, water, and plants for the ruthless tenants. It's the most powerful weapon of the universe. Amazing. Frankly. And then as Superman, Batman, and Snapper, Carr, listen, each of the other members tells his story. Uh...
2: Well, that finishes it up, Snapper. What in the world are you doing, man? I've been carving out your
3: words on a chunk of talk tape. It's a tape recorder. Okay, so just pause here for a yeah. second. Okay, mm-hmm. I just want to tell you that I, you know, I did two pieces of very minimal research. The yeah. first being the Panama Canal. Right. The second being the tape recorder. Yes. Because I, I didn't know when the tape recorder was was created. It right. was Invented. Well, it turns out it was invented by Fritz Pflumer uh-huh. in 1931. Okay. Now, there were earlier prototypes of this, but he used a paper strip upon which hardened steel dust was set with varnish. The magnetic tape was far superior in acoustic quality to the previously used steel wire recorders. In 1928, Flumer built the first magnetic tape device with which the tapes could be played.
2: So, Snapper Carr has taken all this story down on tape.
0: Yeah. Hang on, Snapper. What about my diary? I don't come to your work and smack the dicks out of your mouth.
2: (laughs) That's funny. Um, Now here comes Junebug. Oh, look at her. Hello, June Bug, our fat beagle, can sneak in through the little cat door, which we have carved out of the regular door. And she thinks she's going to come in here and get food. Yes. But listen, she ain't. She ain't. Yank, yank. Uh, yeah, get Oh, yeah. Well, my. that's the end. My voice the is so end. tired from those... Well, you've got whittles. to practice your character work. Yeah. Get into the habit. Uh, we will not be back next week. No. Because I must away. You
3: must away. And
2: the week after that, he must I away. I must away. So... Go outside, people
0: <laughs> I sound
1: like my parents.
2: take a comic book if you want to, go sit in the deck, read, read a real book. The Super Friend's Companion is terrific, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks don't don't cry.
0: I'm going to miss you and everybody else. <laughs>
2: I'll miss everything <laughs> Mostly my home and my video game
3: system. Our quiet little environment here, we yes. We have our little paradise here, don't we, do we? we? We do, we're very lucky. Well, looks like rain. I'd better put the umbrella up. Oh yeah, it is going to rain, isn't it? it well sure folks, is. thank you so much. We're so glad you joined us this week. And are uh, you going to tell them where to find us?
2: Yeah, you can find us on social media at Go Go Check Pod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can find us back here in... Three weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.